Hi there, and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for being here with us. We offer you valuable resources as a parent of a child with autism. I've been on this road to recovery myself, and I know the journey can be challenging, and any type of support is is beneficial. Uh, I know that sometimes it's a lonely road out there, and uh, I hope that I can be a method of support and offer you valuable resources to help you get your child better. And after being told once that my own son would not recover from his symptoms of autism, and after a decade of my own research and figuring it out today, my son is fully recovered. And we never know what your child's level of recovery will be, but I can tell you your child can get better. They can be healthier, they can live happier, more comfortable lives. And so I'm really, really grateful that you're being the proactive parent that you are, being here, finding these resources to get your child to whatever their optimum level of recovery can be. And I've created a free online workshop for you called The Four Stages to Naturally Recover from the Symptoms of Autism so that you know everything that needs to be done because I want you to really have the whole complete pie and and know that we talk about pieces in each episode, but there's a whole process to this. And I've put it together in order in a free workshop for you at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop to educate yourself about all the things that need to happen for autism recovery and how I can help you in that process too, because that's important is to know how to do things. And today we are going to be continuing our um, our ongoing uh, sort of uh, symposium, I guess it is, on the co-infections, but we're going to be talking today about mold in particular. Now, if you've been with me for a while, you know that I've had uh, Dr. DeShore uh, on in, in past episodes, and she is here with us today, and I'll introduce her again for those of you who are brand new to the show or are not sure about her background, but the co-infections like Lyme, mold, strep, these can cause inflammation throughout the body, inflammation on the brain, uh, and various things that create and mimic a lot of the symptoms of autism and it can be why your child isn't getting well and staying sick and so we're going to talk about the mold aspect of this today and go further into some of the infections behind mold and the systems it affects and some of the symptoms that you can look for and uh, that that will mimic the symptoms of autism and how to I have a free guide for you also uh, where I'll link the show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 66, just the number 66. And, and that guide will also tell you how you can um, check your home um, to find out if you have any hidden mold spores in home or school or grandma's house, anywhere your child has exposure. Um, so we'll, we'll go into a little bit more of this. Um, uh, uh, but first, I'd like to introduce uh, Dr. DeShore to you. Uh, Dr. Jody DeShore is an internationally recognized pioneering clinician in the all-natural plant-based treatment of autism, Lyme disease, mold biotoxin illness, PANS and PANDAS, nutrigenomics, and autoimmune illnesses. She works with children and adults in over 50 countries around the world, and Dr. DeShore is board certified as an occupational therapy in neurology with a postdoctoral specialization in neurosensory She's board certified as a holistic health practitioner and board certified in integrative pediatrics. Her past training abroad includes specialization in pediatric neurology and multiple naturopathic disciplines in Bombay, the UK, and the USA. Dr. DeShore has her PhD 
in herbal and quantum physics and in an integrative medicine with special interests in the quantum physics. And she is the founder of BioNexus Health Clinic in Marlboro, New Jersey, a center dedicated to plant-based and all-natural treatment methods. Dr. DeShore, welcome and thank you for being with us again. I appreciate your time and your expertise. It's always a pleasure, Karen. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. So let's uh, let's start maybe from giving the uh, the listeners our listeners uh, some just initial pieces about mold for anybody who may have not uh, listened in the past. And um, why don't we kind of just start with uh, how kids can be affected? You know the the genetic issue, and and then go into mm-hmm. a little bit of of the exposure and um, kind of what things can can be happening for their child. Yes, absolutely. We can we can start with uh, what it is and what kind of people are susceptible. So, uh, water damaged building is pretty much any building that is uh, that has been flooded, that is uh, has moisture, is mildewy, you know, roof leaks. There are so many different sources. There is uh, front loading washing machines that could be a source of mold. There is uh, multitude of leaks, you know, from your refrigerator, water line, it could be from the dishwasher, it could be a slow leak under the sink, and uh, these can all lead to an overgrowth of indoor toxic mold. Now, uh, what happens is approximately between 24 and 27 percent of the general population uh, are people that are genetically susceptible to mold. What does that mean? And of course, you know, when I say uh, general population, that also includes our children. And uh, there are many, many children, I would say over 65% of children on the spectrum that I see in my practice for the past decade now uh, have also been exposed to water damaged buildings. And that is an important aspect because, you know, in one in four kids, that becomes a genetic aspect. And it is something that is within you that needs to be supported because we know we cannot change uh, change these kind of genetics per se. So what's important to know is when you are one of these people, one of the people that is genetically susceptible to uh, mold illness, what does that mean? It means that these people or children are unable to naturally detoxify themselves of toxins, especially mycotoxins. Uh, we run some, some tests and uh, we, we do a lot of evaluation to see you know, what exactly are they not able to detoxify. So what happens is their body is unable to recognize biotoxins, mold toxins as invaders. So these biological toxins sit and wait for a trigger Once a trigger is introduced, the result can be a variety of illnesses which are uh, then um, erroneously labeled as per the symptom. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of mind-boggling to think that autism could be a symptom. Yes, it it can be. You know, when, when, like you mentioned, you know, there are underlying comorbid infections, there are biological toxins. Now, these infections also produce toxins. Um, we are going to focus today, like you had mentioned to me, uh, we're going to focus today on the mold aspect of things. 
So, right. Um, right? So what happens is a, a triggered genetic response like this in, in these 24% of people, one in four people, uh, develops into chronic inflammation in the body. And then I'm going to explain a little bit further. Okay, perfect. We need to take a short break right here, but I think that's a perfect place to um, to, to stop and come back with um, more about um, getting into the, the specifics and what parents need to look for. So stay with us. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. We will be right back. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it. Hi there and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking with Dr. Jody DeShore on one of the key infections and the co-infections of autism that does mimic the symptoms of autism. And as we talked about a little while ago, uh, it can, you know, it, it is interesting that, that in, in autism, it's basically autism can be a symptom of inflammation on the body or the brain and these, these infections that are going on. Um, that's why I've always told people, your child isn't an angry person, they are toxic and their brain is inflamed. So if we can reduce these toxins, reduce this inflammation and bring things back to balance and the brain can function at normal and optimum and a lot of parents will report how calm their child can get afterwards. But I think it's important that we back up just a step and say, okay, so Dr. Shore, what happens um, we're talking specifically today about the, the mold biotoxin issue and what happens when the immune system is not recognizing these toxins? So what, is, what does the body do? What does it set off? Mm, okay. That's a very good question. So let's, let's talk about the immune system first, and then I'll explain what happens with the toxins. The immune system, you have your factory installed or your innate immune system, the one that you're born with. You also have the acquired immune system that you acquire after birth. Like one example of that would be, you know, like they say, um, not they say, they know, we know that once, once you get chickenpox, you don't get chickenpox again. So what happens there is that, your, that that half of your immune system has acquired that immunity. So that's why it's called as the acquired immune system. So um, when it comes to a genetic predisposition for not recognizing toxins, the word genetic should lead us to understand that it is obviously going to be connected with the inborn immune system, with the factory installed, with the innate immune system. So what happens here is in the approximately 25% of the population that do not, that don't have the genetic capability of recognizing some toxins as toxins, for example, mold toxins, 
the, the innate immune system doesn't present these biotoxins to the cellular or the acquired immune system for antibody production and subsequent elimination. So the innate immune system, unfortunately, continues to be activated. It is stuck on repeat as a vicious circle, but the adaptive, the acquired immune system, it never responds. It's trying to wake up the adaptive immune system. Hey, you know, uh, wake up. You need to tag these toxins. Once the toxins are tagged, they go through an elimination process in the body through the detoxification organs in the body. But that just doesn't happen. So the innate immune system is stuck and it continuously produces inflammation. Um, also, unfortunately, biological toxins are fat and water soluble. So as you can understand, there's a wide distribution in the body with a special affinity for the brain. They are absorbed through the respiratory and GI mucosa, through skin, through sinuses, um, and it causes a multitude of symptoms. It's a multi-system illness. And why is it that the, the acquired immune system doesn't kick in? Is that because it's genetically incapable of it? Or it, it, that's not right. a genetic. So why, why doesn't it kick in? Doesn't it recognize, okay, the innate isn't being able to take care of this? The immune system, both halves become dysregulated. So the innate immune system is still performing its function, but the adaptive is just never uh, able to kick in. You know, it, uh, there is no communication at the genetic level on the toxins that you have the genetic incapability of removing. Little confusing, but um, you know, I, I can explain further, but that, that's pretty much what it is. Your, your body is not able to eliminate these toxins, you know, through the liver, through the kidneys, through the lungs, through the skin. These are all of your detoxification organs. And the, the mold toxins are typically eliminated through the bile, through the liver, through the enterohepatic circulation. So they get stuck in the enterohepatic circulation. The, the, the enterohepatic circulation was actually designed for reabsorption of nutrients. So a, anything we eat, you know, doesn't get wasted. You know, there is another round of absorption. But uh, with toxins, that's what happens again. They get reabsorbed and reabsorbed. And I, and I see children um, that, you know, on the spectrum that have aggression, that have migraines, that have pain, that have GI issues. Uh, that are GI issues that is not responding to conventional GI treatments, you know, that's called as this uh, so-called autistic, uh, autistic colitis, which doesn't really apply so much to children who have been uh, exposed to chronic inflammatory response syndrome. I mean, exposed to biotoxins and have chronic inflammatory response syndrome. So I've had kids that have tried steroids, which is completely contraindicated if you have mold exposure. In fact, Dr. Shoemaker says, you know, unless your life is at risk, you, you cannot do steroids. But uh, many, many physicians and, uh, and many parents are not aware of this, the, the mold connection. And, and, you know, they go in for the treatment of autistic colitis, and one of the treatments is localized in the gut, you know, steroid use. Uh, there is other anti-inflammatory conventional. In fact, I've had some children who've been on Humira. It's, it's a biological, it completely shuts down your immune system with no improvement in spite of that. 
because as you can imagine with both parts of the immune system already being so inflamed and dysregulated, you cannot go in and use biologicals to shut down the immune system. It's it just, it, it becomes really critical for the child involved. And you see this happen so often. It's really what, what often uh, parents are given at the, at the doctor. I see this all the time. And, and that's where having this additional knowledge is so important because a lot of doctors are really unaware of this. And in, um, you use the term um, chronic infl- inflammatory response syndrome. And just so uh, I want to make sure anybody listening understands that CIRS is the, the acronym, but, uh, but the secondary name for the mold biotoxin issue is chronic inflammatory response syndrome. We're going to take a short break right here, but when we come back, we will get into how this inflammation and this cascade of inflammation that happens in the body affects various systems in the body, and also we're going to get into some things about what you can do about it. So you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Please stay with us. We will be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking with Dr. Jody Deshore on the mold biotoxin issue, which is commonly mimicking symptoms of autism and very common in children with autism. And uh, so before the break, we started talking about how this chronic inflammatory response syndrome can can create this cascade of inflammation in the body that affects multiple systems. And so the brain is obviously inflamed as well as the gut and and other organs and systems of the body. But I think um, it's important to know, like, there are a lot of parents who notice, you know, the gut issues, of course, with autism. They're huge. And I hear often, my child's on a, been on an organic, good diet, but I always wonder what good is, but no, you know, no sugar, uh, no processed carbohydrates, no gluten, no casein, you know, they've got them all off all of the, the bad things, inflammatory foods, but they're just like, my child still, their gut still isn't getting better. And it could be because they have the mold biotoxin issue going on. And it, one of the things it affects is the gut. So Dr. DeJore, I was, I was thinking it might be helpful um, if you could explain a little bit about how how the mold biotoxin issue will affect the gut in particular, and then we can move into other things, but we definitely need to talk about the brain, the sinuses, but um, but I just thought we'd touch on the gut. Can you, can you tell us how it affects the gut so much and why the gut won't heal if you've got the mold issue happening? Uh, yes, of course. Um, you rightly mentioned, rightfully mentioned that many symptoms, uh, many systems are involved. It's a multi-system inflammatory response. So we will focus on the gut because it has a connection to sinuses and, you know, it's the season for colds, coughs, and uh, bronchitis issues. So we can can kind of, you know, uh, segue into that as well. So yes, the gut. One of the things that happens is biotoxins are, have a large affinity for the brain. And one of the areas in the brain that is affected is the hypothalamus in the brain. The hypothalamus, the increased inflammation, the hypothalamus is, has the leptin receptor, which uh, controls weight gain, weight loss. It has um, the, the control for melanocyte-stimulating hormone, for antidiuretic hormone, for vasoactive intestinal peptides. Now, these are... Um, compounds in the body that prevent or regulate inflammation. So you can, so you can understand when these are off track, 
inflammation increases throughout the body, also in the gut. Now there is, and remember this is uncontrolled inflammation. Now the second aspect is there is a devastating effect of reduced melanocyte stimulating hormone. Now MSH causes a lack of MSH, causes malabsorption in the gut. It doesn't matter uh, how good of a diet you're on, you will see, you know, because many parents try their best with diet and, and they're still seeing gut issues. So it is important to rule out biotoxin illness. Lack of MSH can cause malabsorption in the gut, resulting in diarrhea. Sometimes uh, it can be called as autistic colitis, leaky gut, because that's what it resembles, but it's not. Sometimes it is misdiagnosed as even celiac disease. Sometimes it's misdiagnosed as Crohn's, colitis. Um, IBS is often present. That is what happens with the gut. Now, what is MSH? Melanocyte-stimulating hormone is a very important hormone that, first of all, controls um, the absorption and inflammation in your gut. It also controls the hormones. It is so, you know, called as the king hormone. So the MSH regulates your pineal gland. Your pineal gland has a lot of effect um, on your pituitary and pituitary regulates your endocrine system. So your different kinds of hormones are involved uh, with growth and digestion and absorption and, and you know, uh, a child to look and feel healthy but it doesn't happen if there is exposure to uh, mold. If you're living in a water damaged building, it could be the car, the school bus, the school, the therapy center. There are so many different places that have to be checked to make sure that you know there is no exposure to mold. So this is really important. I think uh, hopefully um, if you're listening, you really understand that because you might be really working, doing some great work with your child's gut and, and know that if the mold biotoxin issue is present with your child, and again, it's it's often a, it's a genetic issue. So if you've noticed that, you know, that the, either of the parents have had the same symptoms, that there's a family line of, of certain similarities, um, that this could be commonly the reason. And so I think that's really important to, to understand. Um, and then also another issue that is very important to know about is how much it affects the respiratory system and the sinuses. And there's something called MARCONS, which um, is an acronym basically for an antibiotic-resistant type of staph infection, like a staphylococcal bacteria staph infection that gets into the sinuses. And that can actually drain down into the mouth and cause bacteria issues and problems with the teeth and decay. And because it's in the sinuses, it's up so close to the brain, it's uh, it's affecting and inflaming the brain and co and crossing the blood-brain barrier. So um, I think, Dr. Shore, I think the sinuses and Marcons would be great to, to move into now, uh, unless you have something more still to say about the gut and how much it's affecting also the hormones, as we can see. Yes, uh, I actually realized something with gluten, you know, since uh, gluten is, is a, a big issue with kids on the spectrum. Uh, one thing that is seen with mold illness is even if you are gluten-free and, you know, uh, most families I've seen, they have uh, 
one one day where they relax you know say the kid's going for a birthday party they always have pizza and then they do enzymes right after now after exposure to water damage this uh, using enzymes after eating gluten doesn't really work so much anymore you you need to be you know it becomes it, it comes down to survival at that point either you are gluten free or you're not and why is that because there is a, a hugely upregulated response to gluten when there is mold exposure one of one of the cytokines is transforming growth factor beta 1 uh, it's a protein that has important regulatory effects throughout the uh, throughout the immune pathways you know it helps with the growth um, and it helps with regulating. Now, let's try to understand this. It, it helps with the regulation and release of the T cells that regulate the immune response. So if you have a little bit of an immune response to gluten, when you don't have adequate regulating T cells, then that response will explode out of proportion. So that has to be kept in mind as well with mold exposure. And it's interesting, too, gluten in particular. Um, so, yeah, you know what? We need to take a short break right here. But when we come back, we'll, we'll touch a little bit more on that and kind of finish that up and then talk about the Marcons and the sinuses as well. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. And today we are talking with Dr. Jody DeShore on the effects of the mold biotoxins uh, for children with autism, but for anybody really, and how many, how it becomes a chronic inflammatory response and affects multiple systems of the body. And um, we were just talking about how it affects the gut and the hormones of the body so much. So a lot of the, the, the digestive issues, the ability to feel happy, because depression I know is a big one with people getting just loaded up at the, at, you know, the psychiatrist or the doctor with these SSRIs for depression, and it can turn out often to be caused by the mold biotoxin issue. Um, I saw that in a, a group of people that I talked to once that had all had it and found out later, and one had been on SSRIs for years, and she, her therapist had finally, someone had educated her on the possibility of mold biotoxins. This woman started looking into it, found out that that was what was going on for her, was able to clear the mold from her system, which we can talk about here today too, and um, she got rid of her depression naturally. So these things, you know, how many systems of the body it's affecting, and we were talking a little bit too, you mentioned, Dr. Deshore, that gluten is really one of the biggest triggers and upregulates up the response to gluten um, and all the immune pathways. And, and so about gluten in particular, I mean, can you tell us why, what it is about gluten in particular that is just quite so bad? Yes. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind when you think about wheat and other products that contain gluten, other grains. It can be, uh, gluten is found in wheat, barley, rye. Um, there is another grain, I forget. Yeah, it's called as triticale, that is a cross between wheat and rye. So there is uh, gluten in all of these grains. What happens is gluten protein, 
such as gluten and, and gliadin, they're very highly elastic proteins. And that is the reason why you know, they're used uh, for making bread. Um, now, gluten proteins, they are highly resistant to protease enzymes that break down proteins in your digestive tract. When you combine the fact that wheat and many grains in the United States and many other countries are heavily sprayed with Roundup, even sometimes the organic farms fall within reach of the fall within the the, the spraying reach, you know, within within the aerosol reach. I'm not sure exactly how far uh, it can be, but but there have been several cases where even organic products have been contaminated or, or uh, wheat and gluten products have been contaminated with Roundup and glyphosate. And we know that Roundup, uh, um, herbicide like Roundup, which contains glyphosate, is heavily toxic. It causes a, a lot of immune dysfunction. Then other than that, when you have co-infections like Lyme disease, that can cause immune dysfunction. You have mold and mycotoxin, biotoxin illness, that causes immune dysfunction. So when you have this kind of immune dysfunction going on, there is inflammation in the body. There is a compound like I spoke about in the last segment, the MSH, which is non-existent almost, that increases malabsorption. With all of this going on, a heavy-duty uh, molecule like gluten doesn't get digested completely. So even for the non-celiacs, it becomes a, a very highly uh, sensitive molecule to have in the body. And we know that many children on the spectrum, they need additional enzymes. So if there is a molecule which is not being broken down by the proteases that we have uh, naturally going on in the body, even sometimes the additional enzymes that is given to the uh, to, to autistic children, then what happens is there is a systemic release of these molecules. And once there is a systemic release, that triggers inflammation throughout the body. Now, a dysregulated immune system, unfortunately, learns in a dysregulated manner. And we see, uh, studies have shown, and I believe there is one lab that, that also tests for cross-contamination or cross-reactivity. So gluten, the molecule, cross-reacts with 14 other foods. Uh, you know, you, you may be gluten-free, but you may still react to things like rice, chocolate, coffee, tea, milk, uh, any other kinds of dairy, eggs, soy, amaranth, it's, it becomes mind-boggling once the immune system gets involved. So that is why in many children, just gluten-free doesn't do a whole lot. You know? And then parents give up. They say, oh, we tried gluten-free for three years, and we didn't see any improvement. Yes, but you're doing just one thing. You have to look at the full 360, like I always say. There are so many other things going on. Yeah, the other contaminated foods, but also getting rid of the chronic inflammatory response um, and making sure that you don't have mold exposure. And like I mentioned earlier in the episode, um, the show notes for this episode will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 66, just the number 66. And 
uh, at the bottom of that page, um, I have a, 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 a link to get a free PDF guide on the um, uh, alignment mold resource guide. But on that is a, a, the place where you can get the testing to know how to test your home to see if you or wherever your child spends any a lot of time, if there are possibly uh, if there's possibly mold in that in that area. So that that you know that because it's really important to be able to, you know, do the whole process of elimination and making sure that it might even be a new building. And while they were building it, there was a leak somewhere and inside the wall, the mold is there or under the subfloor and you don't see it. Everything looks clean and new and you assume that 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 there's no mold there, but there likely could be. So it's it's good to know that, and I always say too, old means mold. Like if you, if it's a really old building, then you commonly know that there are likely mold problems. And yes, we are well, northern hemisphere. We're in winter, and it's damp and colder, and you know, rainier. So that can even increase the uh, the levels of our exposure this time of year. The windows are closed up, so not a lot of fresh air and, and exchanging mm-hmm. of air coming in as well. We're going to take a short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. We will be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking with Dr. Jody Deshore, and we've been discussing the mold biotoxin issue, which is one of the major co-infections and symptoms that create uh, that mimic a lot of the symptoms of autism and the things that go along with autism, like uh, inability to focus, trouble sleeping, uh, inability to absorb nutrition from the food you're eating, a lot of the gut issues. And right now, I'd like to talk a little bit about the sinus and tooth uh, problems with the t- tooth decay uh, and something called Marcons. And I'm Dr. Jarrah, I'm going to go ahead and let you. Uh, explain it um, and and give that understanding um, to our listeners, if you would, about uh, about Marcon's and the sinuses and what that's caused from and um, and what what it affects, what what symptoms it causes. Well, Marcon's are multiple antibiotic resistant coagulase negative staph. Being exposed to staph is quite common for everybody, you know, sinus cavities, but. Being, but the staph that I'm talking about is staph that can produce biofilm. So that is coagulase negative. It is, you know, staph on steroids, pretty much. Um, when you're living in a water-damaged building, it's not just the mold toxin. It is a multitude of compounds that are released into the air. And these compounds will cause uh, a reduction in your mucosal immunity and the and cause the, the staph bacteria to become coagulase negative and be able to produce biofilm. So Marcons, once they start colonizing your sinus, your deep sinus cavities, and just like you mentioned, you know, the, the, the children have autism, they may very well have Lyme disease and other infections. And this, this means that there is a uh, fairly open blood-brain barrier. It's, uh, it's you know, it easily inf- uh, toxins can cross over into the brain. So the sinuses being so close to the brain, what happens is the marcons, they hide in the biofilm and they release two kinds of exotoxins, A and B. Now, what these exotoxins do, 
they cross over the blood-brain barrier. And remember I spoke about that melanocyte-stimulating hormone? They additionally go ahead and whatever little bit of MSH is left, they split it. They damage the alpha MSH by splitting it. Uh, so Marcons, additionally, they colonize the sinuses and produce a biofilm matrix. Now this barrier completely seals them off from the immune system, from the immune cells. So the immune cells cannot remove them. Additionally, Marcons cause a differential gene activation in the person who is infected in the host once the MSH levels reach uh, a critically low level. So that is additional damage that can happen if you have Marcons, which are you know, uh, uh, splitting open the alpha MSH in the brain. And once the MSH is down low, then it, it causes your so-called bad genes to become active. That is why I, well, one more thing, let me just finish that and then I'll tell you. Marcons number four, they also release hemolysins, which can cause, which are molecules that can cause an increase in the inflammatory cytokines. So your inflammation gathers more inflammation. So that, that is exactly why Marcons are dangerous. They are critical to, to eliminate. And, you know, I've, I've had people with years and years of sinus problems, antibiotics don't work. Well, yeah, hey, you know, your uh, uh, poor pediatrician is trying antibiotics, trying to help the child. But if the culprit is hiding in biofilm and is resistant to antibiotics, they don't work. So you try antibiotics for your, for your child with autism as a last resort, and they just end up damaging the gut without causing a dent in the biofilm or the Marcon. Right. I mean, the A and the R stand for antibiotic resistant. So uh, it's important right. that um, parents are educated to know this so that especially when you go to your doctor, you're looking for for a way to take care of this, um, that you're not just fed more antibiotics because antibiotics, a lot of parents will say, well, my child seemed a little bit better for a short period of time while they were on the antibiotics. That's because the bad bacteria is getting killed off, but then afterwards, now that you've also destroyed what was left or a good portion of what was left of the good bacteria, and our kids already right. have so little of it, that then they get like twice as worse after right. uh, after wow. the, the bad bacteria has time to like just just gets, becomes prolific, and and so it causes way more problems in the long run, and so that's right. important for people to to be aware of what's happening. I mean, I hear a lot of People who have children with autism, uh, most of the time I hear they saw a change after vaccination. On a rare occasion, it was like because they they saw their child was given a bunch of antibiotics right after birth for something. And this is common, mm -hmm. too, to know that that gut issue is controlling and affecting the brain so much because the gut and brain have a direct link with one another. Uh, so, the, so what can people – so we've talked a little bit about um, – you know, some how the Marcons, well, Marcons can affect, of course, blood-brain barrier. It has, it's a staph, it drops, that bacteria drops down uh, from the sinuses into the mouth. It can also cause a lot of, of tooth decay, correct? Oh, yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I'm glad you reminded me. Absolutely. Uh, 
it is common knowledge now that Lyme disease resides in the mouth. So then the, the children that I see with Lyme that also have been exposed to mold have Marcons. Yes, Marcons have been isolated from the dental area and they can cause a multitude of dental issues. Uh, you know, most parents don't want to treat with more antibiotics because hello, they're antibiotic resistant. Uh, not all antibiotic resistant, but many antibiotic resistant. So uh, most parents of kids on the spectrum don't want to do conventional. And one of the things that really helps is, which, which actually inspired me to develop the, the full herbal line that, that I know you, know you and I share on, uh, on, on your uh, program as well, is using herbal nasal spray and herbal mouth rinses, which eliminate biofilm and marcons from the oral cavity as well as from the sinus cavity. So that, that becomes, you know, a completely all-natural, plan-based way to, uh, to approach this. And this is very important, and, and it is a, an extremely beneficial um, uh, product. And uh, we, we need to take a short break right here, but when we come back, we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit more. Um, I'm, I'm sure there are people listening that are very curious about it. So, um, so stay with us. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it. Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism or welcome back. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Today we've been talking with Dr. Jody DeShore about the mold biotoxin issue and the co-infection, uh, the infections that go along with it, the chronic inflammation and the problems it calls and causes in multiple systems of the body, uh, the gut, the brain. We've been talking about the sinuses. Um, I also want you to know that it's imperative that initially you are um, you're really making sure that the mold exposure has been taken care of. I do have a free guide for you with a link to, uh, to with the Lyme and Mold Resource Guide on the show notes page at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 66. And at the bottom of that page is a link where you can get a guide that will give you the tests um, that uh, I think are the most accurate to be able to easily test your home. They're not outrageously expensive or anything like that. They're very simple to do. And you can test various places that you or your child spend a lot of time and make sure that there is an exposure. And there's other, other links and information on that page for you as well. Um, we talked a little bit about the Marcons and the nasal spray for the herbal. So 
I uh, just wanted Dr. Deshore for you to be able to, you know, just share a, a little bit more about that with parents because I know they're curious about, well, how can I get that? And, and this is an important question. You know, you can't just do a lot of this on your own without knowing anything. And there's, there are so many more things to have in place and it's really done in an order and a process. Uh, so Dr. Shore, I'm going to let you kind of share a little bit of, of your thoughts on that. And then please, I know we just have a few minutes left, but you also have a book coming out on this, and I would love for you to, to share that with us too. Yes, of course. Marcons, it's important to treat them simply because we, we already highlighted the very important brain connection. Sinuses are so close to the brain, and the kind of damage that is caused by Marcons to the brain, the inflammation and actual damage, which is reversible. That is the key word here. The, the brain damage caused by uh, mycotoxins and marcons is reversible if you treat correctly. That is so important to understand that, you know, it is not necessarily a DIY, do-it-yourself kind of a project. You need to be in, in, uh, under the care of a practitioner who understands the complexities and can guide you. Now, this is why I really love your program, Karen. You know, I, uh, the Naturally uh, Recovering Autism Program and, and the uh, recovery guide, the amount of knowledge that, that you, you help, uh, help the uh, moms and dads of kids with, with autism is, is just, I, I hear rave reviews from almost every person that that has uh, you know ever come in contact with your program so it becomes important to have a practitioner on board who understands the issues uh, with respect to my book yes of course yes I have a book coming out in in a month or so uh, and it's called as the uh, bionexus approach to biotoxin illness a complete step-by-step -step guide to plant-based treatment options for mold biotoxin illness. So that, that should be coming out soon. And uh, my website is bionexushealth.com. You can look at Bionexus Health, uh, look up Bionexus Health on Facebook. You can go to the, to the website and there will be information on, on the, the book release. It's uh, very exciting. It is exciting. And wet, wet month, so this right now, for people who might be listening to this in the future, this is uh, January of 2020, or the end of, so when are you looking at the book being able to, to be released, do you think? By March. By March. Okay, perfect. And um, yeah, when that, uh, when that is available, let me know and I will um, make sure that, that the listeners are aware of that too. We are out of time. Thank you, Dr. Shore, so much for being here with us today. I think this was a really, really helpful and informative episode for sure. And I hope that, uh, that you know, anybody listening, if you're listening, you've gotten a lot of value out of this and some understanding because this can really be why your child is staying sick and why they aren't getting well. And there are ways around that. So we want to be able to help you with that process. And, uh, 
And uh, again, I thank you for being here and being a proactive parent and uh, getting the resources that you need to get your child better because they can get better. This is Karen Thomas. You've been listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week. 